0: Hello and welcome back to Teach Talk with the Fine Arts. My name is Sarah and I'm your host. I took a little bit of a break and I feel like that's okay. I needed it. I think everybody needs it once in a while. That's Pooh Bear back there if you're watching the video of this. Sorry. Sorry I've been gone. I'd like to apologize, but please understand that everybody needs a break. I'm adjusting to teaching again. We started out completely remote, but now we are back to uh, Blended. So, like, half the alphabet's there on Monday and Tuesday, and then the other half is there Thursday, Friday, and each of those consecutive days, the other half is on Zoom. So, that's kind of where we are right now. It's been an adjustment, but I've missed this podcast, and I've missed all you listeners and all the feedback, so thank you. Thank you for being patient with me. Yeah, this episode's going to be a little bit different because I don't have a guest today. Speaking of, if you want to be my guest, please feel free to message me. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I don't have a guest today, but I figured I'd take this solo and just kind of give you guys an update on teaching and some of the tools I've been using, and we're just going to see where this goes. <coughs> well, this is actually my first solo episode, so bear with me if I stutter, because I probably will, and that's okay. I may also zoom through this. I have issues with uh, talking too fast, so I'm trying to get better at that. One of my hardest things with teaching is the pacing, so I'm trying to get better at that, and this podcast kind of helps because I'm like, okay, we have to fit a certain time limit, so I don't, I'm still not the best at it, but I'm trying. Okay, so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about me and why I started this podcast in the first place, because I've always had guests on and I've never really had the chance for you to talk about me, so... I had Skype lessons my fifth year of college, because I was a super senior. Anyway, I went through Skype lessons that year, and you can catch more about that because I actually had my professor and my fellow student on episode one of this uh, ep- episode one of this podcast. So if you want to kind of go get a look at that, go ahead and refer to that episode. Anyway, long story short, it was definitely a learning experience for me. I ended up buying some equipment that uh, would help me along that process and that journey. And I ended up buying an audio box and a microphone. An audio box, Presonus, what is it? Presonus audio box USB 96. I call him Audi and I'm still using him right now. (laughs) And it also came with like a condenser mic and headphones, not these. It also came with Studio One Artist. So, Going through that, it kind of helped me realize that I do enjoy recording, and I still pursue it. Like I said, I'm using some of the I'm using the interface right now. So going through this, it was hard at first, but it also helped me realize a few things that I didn't know about myself. So if you're little, if you're downhearted right now, it's okay. There's a silver lining to everything, and yeah, all that to say. I realized everybody else had to jump on the online learning, so I figured it would be cool to start this podcast so everybody can share their experiences. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I guess everybody else is busy or sick, unfortunately, so I've had trouble getting guests on. But we're back at it, and that's okay. So, how things are going with teaching for me. So, it's exhausting, and it's like... I'm tired, but I don't even realize I'm tired half the time. I just keep going and going and going. And then like the Friday, Fridays or Saturdays will come and I'm like, oh wow, this is nice. Or like I was playing Animal Crossing the other night, which I used to play for hours. (laughs) And I was like, man, I miss this. And I'm trying to get all the candy for Halloween and it's all the recipes and all the pumpkins. And it's like super fun, but it's like, man, I, I don't have any time for this anymore. And, but it's, I've realized I need to make time. I need to make time for myself and make time for, like, self-care. Because you can't keep going and going like that or else you're just going to burn out. So that's one thing I've learned from all this is that I need to make more time for myself. Right now, like, this podcast is work, but it's also, like, an outlet for me. It's like a creative outlet that I don't really have a lot of anymore. So I do enjoy this. Like, this is fun. I'm really enjoying recording this right now. Another tip, blue light blocking glasses are so helpful. I use them, but unfortunately, they fog up with the mask on. So, I wear them when, like, no one else is in the room with me or when I'm here and editing a video or something. I'm not wearing them right now, probably should be, (laughs) but that's okay. But yeah, I got mine from iBuyDirect, I believe, not sponsored. But I got them without my prescription, so I can still wear them with my contacts. They're super cool. I kind of look like Harry Potter with them on. That's okay. I've I've embraced that because they help me feel better. And also, also I went to the eye doctor the other day, and I was kind of asking him what I could do to keep. i all tangled up here. That's okay. I, I was kind of asking him what I could do to keep my eyes from being so dry and tired all the time. And he gave me some, like, suggestions for uh, eye drops for contact lenses, but he also told me there's a rule, and it's called the 20-20-20 rule. And so, when you're looking at a screen for 20 minutes, you look 20 feet away and blink 20 times. And that resets your, like, blinking situation. I don't know, I'm not an eye doctor, but it it definitely, I've noticed it helps. It's like, it just resets your blinking, because you're not blinking normally when you're staring at a computer all the time. But uh, yeah, I've noticed that helps, so I've been doing that. Another thing I use is the online textbook. I don't do any paper right now, because half's online and half's blended, and then it's... There's no point in doing paper, so I do everything on Google Classroom. And one thing I like using is the online textbook, because it syncs up with Google Classroom, and you can do, like, activities with the Google Classroom. If you didn't know, I, I should have said this, but I'm teaching social studies now. (laughs) i taught choir last year but now i'm teaching social studies which isn't technically a fine art but you know here i am but it's it's fine anyway back back to the online textbook you can do like activities like they have like interactive maps and like charts and stuff and you can assign that to go along with your lessons and i think that's really helpful it's not the best Because sometimes it'll say they haven't completed it, and they have. Like, I can go into each student's work and see that they've completed it. But for some reason, the grading thing says it's incomplete. I don't know. It's not the best, but it's definitely an option. So, organizing files. Uh, I'm still learning. I'm not crazy about Google Drive. Like, I do use it, but I also like having, like, a file on my computer. And, like, so I can have it in case, like, I lose my Google Drive account or something. So, I like having files. I have a lot of folders on my desktop right now. And also files that aren't in folders on my desktop. But I use a MacBook Air. And I have Alfred on it. And so, like, if you use a Mac, you probably know about the Spotlight search. But Alfred is, like, a Spotlight search that's, like on caffeine or something like it's super fast and like people say this about Alfred they'll be like why does it matter you have spotlight search but like if you think about the time you save with Alfred it's crazy and like it is faster like I promise like if you're not using Alfred and you have a Mac try it out like it's super helpful it helps me find what I need but they are named properly I'm pretty good with naming my files so you have to make sure they're named right so you can find them But yeah, Alfred is like Spotlight Search on Espresso. Okay, going off that, I use the Mac Suite. I use like Apple Pages, Sheets, and Keynote. So that's basically Word, Excel, and PowerPoint, but for Apple. And I also use the Google Suite too, though, because we're on Google Classroom and we all have like the G Suite account. So... For my files I keep on my computer, they're on the Apple Suite format. But for the assignments they're in the G Suite format. So keep that in mind. It's <laughs> it gets confusing, but I try to lurk like I try to work like one day at a time or like a week at a time or something so it's not too confusing for me and I can find everything. Going off that I use Zoom uh, you know, we can use Google Suite, I'm uh, not, uh, we can use Google Suite or Microsoft Teams, but I choose to use Zoom. I use Zoom for this podcast, like, I know Zoom pretty well, and Zoom's pretty good. It has, like, breakout rooms, and you can have, like, the reactions, like, the thumbs up, or, like, the go faster or go slower, and then there's, like, a chat. There's just a lot of stuff you can use with Zoom, and I just appreciate that better. I, I also like the fact that The host has to start and end the meeting. But if you generate like a Google Meet link, they can just kind of hop in and do whatever, even if you're not there. But with Zoom, you have to be the host and you have to start that meeting. So that's what I like about Zoom. Another life-saving tip I have, dual monitors. And you don't have to go out and get this fancy schmancy, like 4K monitor, whatever. (laughs) You don't need that. I found an HP monitor that I've had for my first computer in like 2007. It was an HP Pavilion. I think. And it was, that's the monitor I use. And it works just fine. Like the dimensions are a little off, but it's really, it doesn't bother me. So yeah, get an external monitor. And with Macs, I guess Windows do this too. But With Macs, you can do like two screens so it becomes a second screen and I have it set up to where I can just drag it to the left and it goes to the monitor on the left and that just works really well and when I'm presenting something on Zoom, I can share the external screen but I can have Zoom pulled up on the other screen and that way I can still see everybody. Like, I can still see people while I'm presenting and that's really neat for me. I don't know, it's really saved my brain and my eyes and just my sanity in general. I, I really like it. Going along with that, I have an Apple TV. It was the school's Apple TV. And my lovely coworker helped me connect it to my smart board. And my smart board kind of needs a new bulb. It's like one of the older ones, so it needs a new bulb. And I hope I can get the new bulb soon. So this isn't working as well as, like, I hope. But my plan is when I get a new bulb, I can share the second monitor with Zoom, and also airplay the second monitor to the smartboard. So that way, the Zoom kids and the in-person kids are seeing the same screen at the same time. Because right now, I'm just having the in-person kids hop on Zoom, and that's kind of pointless. So (laughs) that's kind of like my thing right now. I'd like to get a new bulb so I can do that. Another app I've used is Remind. So Remind has been described by one of my students as like a Facebook for school. And pretty much what it is, is you make classes and each of the classes has a code. So the kids can get the app and enter that code and join your class. And you can send out like messages and announcements and stuff and they can reply. And it's like push notifications on your phone. It's pretty much like instant messaging, but it's like for a school and it's super neat. You can send like pictures and stuff like I'm working on Bitmoji classrooms right now and I'm having them send in their Bitmojis so it's easy for them to do that that way instead of uh emailing it or live grades or whatever it's easier to use your mind so it's free I don't require it but I do recommend it for them to download hey, water water's good for you next thing I use the sticky notes app on my computer and I know Windows has a version of this too. So I use sticky notes and I pull up messages for them when I'm screen sharing. So I don't have to keep talking if someone comes in late. I don't have to keep explaining the directions. So I just have the sticky note on. Uh, Zoom has an option to where when you screen share you can select which window you want to share. So I I just share that one singular sticky note. And that's all they see. Like, I can do stuff on both monitors, but all they're seeing is that one sticky note. And that's been a lifesaver. Also, like, play music sometimes when I wait for everybody to come in. I've, I've gotten a few comments on that. I think they like that. Last year, my kids didn't like that, though. So, I just started using this next app today. And it's called Loom, which is also like, I think it's, I use it as a website. It may be an app too. I'm really not sure. It's also like a Chrome extension. But pretty much, it makes it easy to record a video of yourself with your webcam and also do a screen recording. So I really like that. I've been wanting to start doing weekly messages, kind of just explaining what everything was, everything that was due that week. And just... Explaining directions if I need to, like on Google Classroom, I can show them what's due and what they're supposed to be doing. If they need to make a copy in Google Drive, I can show them how to do that and talk them through it. And it's it's free, and you can just like copy the link and they can go and watch it. And that's just like so cool to me. And I just started using it today. <laughs> but I'm, I plan on using it a lot more. There's a lot of tools at your expense. And just looking through them, looking at articles, looking at podcasts like this one. Just looking at stuff to help people, to help you. Like, it's crazy how much is out there. So the next thing I started using today, kind of started yesterday, but really today, is Pear Deck. I keep trying to call it Pure Deck for some reason, but it's Pear Deck, like the fruit. Okay, so Pear Deck's basically an interactive PowerPoint. And so when I first started teaching civics, I would make a PowerPoint of the textbook, basically, and read it off. I didn't like it. I couldn't talk by the end of the day, and I know they were bored too, so I was like, okay, I need to do something else. So I started doing guided notes, where basically I just take excerpts from the textbook and put blanks in there, so they have to go through the textbook and fill in the blanks, which is is like engaging them, but it's not engaging me. And so, I'm just sitting there like, man, I need to be doing something else. So, I've heard about Pear Deck. Pear Deck. There I go. It's Pear Deck. So, I heard about Pear Deck. And basically, when you make a Google slideshow, you can enable the add-on Pear Deck. Pear Deck does, like, it'll make the slide interactive. So, I don't know how I'm going to be able to explain this properly without showing you. Too bad. I could use Loom right now, but this is actually a podcast, so it's fine. Anyway, so you can ask a question on the slide, and you can add an extin- the Pear Deck extension to where the students can type in a text box on that slide. It'll pop up, students, how are you feeling? And then they can enter their answer. And they can type, they can answer multiple choice quizzes, they can draw. There's so many different things they can do. And so I'm thinking, you know, this, util- this is going to engage me and them at the same time. We're going to be discussing things at the same time. I'll be able to see real-time responses. And they're gonna and I'm going to know if they're understanding it or if they're not. Because I'll be able to see it. So yeah, I'll update you a little bit more on Pear Deck when I figure it out more. Or maybe I could have some co-workers on. That'd be neat. But yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now with Pear Deck. So Google Classroom as a whole is pretty nice if you actually know what you're doing and utilizing the features. I used it last year, but I didn't fully utilize it. And I'm just realizing that this year. I'm like, wow, there's a lot more to this than I was using. So one thing that I like is you can can create different topics for like the classwork tab. So I have classwork topics for like the Bitmoji classroom, and the reoccurring Zoom link, and assignments, class recordings, materials. Materials are where I put, like, lunch menus and syllabi and things like that. Assignments is obviously the assignments. Class recordings are the Zoom videos, the Zoom recordings that I use, and I will come back to the Bitmoji classroom later. Because I'm still learning on that, too. Uh, You can also schedule assignments on Google Classroom. So, like, say you don't want to get to school 10 minutes early to upload that assignment to Google Classroom. You can schedule it easily. You can say, schedule for 8 a.m., and it will. It'll post it at 8 a.m. You don't have to do anything. It'll just schedule it. Unfortunately, though, you can't schedule assignments for multiple classes at the same time. Like, I have four civics classes. And they're all pretty much doing the same thing so I wish I could schedule the assignment that evening to go up at 7 15 but unfortunately I can't do that so I'm the person that comes in at 10 minutes early to (laughs) 10 minutes early to upload the assignment also like your grades are all in one place if you use google classroom last year I was using google classroom and paper and Newzella and it's just a lot and i realized it was a totally different world last year but it was still a lot of places to pull grades from and so now there's a grade book section on google classroom so you can just see every grade for every student in that class and i think that's so nice and so helpful it's so easy to put grades in and there's also like a to review section if you're a teacher you can click on like the menu I've heard people call it a hamburger before, but you click on that, and then before you get to your classes, there's going to be a to review section. You click on that, and it's going to show you all the assignments that have stuff turned in that you haven't reviewed yet in like a list format. And that's super helpful instead of going through all your classes and all your assignments. Just go to that to review section, and you can see it right there. I was getting too many pages documents on my computer. So I decided to try like a couple note-taking apps and I tried Evernote and it seems fine but to get it on like all your devices you have to pay like a monthly fee for it and I don't really want to do that. So I have it on my MacBook and my iPad. No I have it on my MacBook and my phone but I've also downloaded Notion which I'm actually using right now and it's free for like one person, if you're on a team, you have to pay for it. But for one person, it's free and you can make like tables and boards like Trello. There's just a lot of stuff you can do. So I'm using that right now and I like it. And I'm using it for like lesson plans and podcasting and YouTube. I'm trying to just convert all my projects to like Notion so I can have it all in one place. Okay, so I'm going to go back to Bitmoji Classroom for a minute. I saw all these things on Facebook and Everybody doing all these virtual classrooms with their Bitmojis. And I was like, I want to do that. That sounds fun. But I didn't fully understand how deep these people were getting with this Bitmoji classroom. Like, I made this cute little, like, classroom with, like, chairs and my cats in there. And my Bitmoji and, like, a whiteboard and everything. But I didn't add links to it. So I was just using, like, a plain picture For, like, when they came into the Zoom meetings at first. But now I've been adding in links for, like, their email and Google Classroom and Zoom. So now they can click on those icons. I put, like, Google Classroom and all those icons in, like, a bookshelf in that room on that slideshow. And now they can click on it and it takes them there. And I've also been adding, like, daily, like, weekly schedules. And I have, like, a quote board and days to remember. Things like that, just so they can check it. Uh, I don't know how many of them are checking it, but I like it. I I think it's cute, and I think it's fun. And creating a Bitmoji classroom is kind of like a creative outlet for me, so I, I like it. Unfortunately, mine's connected through Snapchat, and Snapchat's blocked at the school, so I can't download Bitmojis at school. But it's okay. But yeah, and I'm also making like. On that same slideshow, every class has a room and I'm getting them to send in their bitmojis and so we're all in like a virtual classroom together, so I kind of think that's really neat. I saw that on Facebook too. Facebook's like the devil, but it's also really good- a really good resource. Okay, I almost asked for any questions. There's no one on this Zoom meeting. Fun fact, I'm recording this video on a Zoom, so (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, that's kind of my update for the day. I'm going to try to get some more people on. Maybe I kind of even thought about doing like a live Facebook podcast where I chat with people and they ask me questions live. So if you guys would be interested in that, let me know. Um, yeah, so far, I'm really liking teaching social studies. It's super fun. Even during COVID, I really like it it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys are doing okay. Thank you all for the support. I didn't know if I could, I know this isn't that long, but I, I didn't know if I could even talk this long. So I hope you guys liked it, even though I was kind of word vomiting a lot, I believe. But yeah, that's about it for me. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sarah, and this has been Teach Talk with the Fine Arts.